I don't know about you guys, but I have a really hard time memorizing scripture. I know that I'm supposed to do it. I know I get told it all the time, but sometimes I even struggle with understanding why it's so important for me and my faith. Well, this episode of the podcast talks all about memorizing scripture and the importance of why we should memorize it and then how we can do so in a way that's reasonable and not overbearing, um, but some pretty good practical steps for how we can start to do it. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We hope that it is valuable to you. We would encourage you to share it with other people um, if you believe that you have learned something from it and that it's valuable. And we just thank you for your continued support to ask us why and what we do. Peace out, guys. Enjoy the episode. What's up, guys? Wait. Oh, yeah, it's kind of morning still. Oh. <laughs> guys, guess who's back? It's indeed morning still. Christian's back. Yay! Back again. No, Allie. Oh. Thank you. No excitement. Yay! And the only things that are different about Christian is... Everything. Uh, <laughs> everything. <laughs> I live it's in a new if, place. He looks as if There's he's been on Survivor. Like... <laughs> oh. He like grew out the beard, but then somehow got a hold of bleach on the island. Okay, so here's just. <laughs> I started making off? a list. Did you make Wait, the jury? Where, what happened to your truck? Uh, it's in the garage. That's my mom's car. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Oh. Draco Malfoy, <laughs> Eminem, Jarrett Sesmat. These are all people <laughs> compared to. Jared. Oh my gosh. Let's uh, go, Malfoy. That's funny. Who else? Eminem. Logan Paul. <laughs> Logan Paul, Jake Paul. You'd be Jake, Jake Paul. Paul. Yeah, That's you'd be so Jake funny. Paul. Um, you kind of look more. like Peter Pettigrew. Oh, I don't know that one. The guy from Harry Potter. <laughs> He's the guy that's the rat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just roasted you. Yeah, and all my Harry Potter so fans out there was like, he doesn't oh, have hair. Oh, <laughs> world star. But then everyone else is like, that wasn't funny. I didn't get it. <laughs> How you guys oh. doing? How's everyone doing in here? How's the atmosphere? Are we feeling it? The atmosphere is We alive in here? Now. haven't had four on in the a while. Spirit of the Lord is here. That's pretty good. <clears throat> um, what did you say, Connor? So we haven't had all four of us on in a while. Yes. I don't think, no, we've never had all Yeah, we one. have. We did. Like Modesty. Modesty. Uh, and that was our best uh, podcast. I wonder why. Had a whole 12 listens. It was crazy. <laughs> four of those were from me. And four of them were from my mom. She told me. She said it was so good. I listened to it four times. I said, Mom, stop it. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it actually had a lot of, lot of listens. It was pretty cool. Um, One million listens. Christian, you want to give the, the people a rundown because they've been craving to know where you've been. And you want to just let them know where you've been for the last like month and a half? Yes. So half of that month and a half. No. The half part of the month and a half was Africa. With the boys, yeah. Yeah. Allie was here. Um, <laughs> if anyone was having here. a hard time, Allie was not with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> and she then came back to Arizona, went to Tucson um, for a week. Kind of. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah. Thirty D. <laughs> came back, flew right to Oregon, and I was in Oregon for a month, um, and just drove out to California like 
three days ago, was in California for two days, and now I'm here as of Woo. yesterday. Made it. Here in the oven. Yep. We're excited. Made Actually, it. it was 116 in Oregon for like two days in a row. 116 in yeah, Oregon? With like 80% humidity. Record. Oh, Oregon. Record. That, that was like in Portland. It was like Never record highs. Before. Oh, yeah. okay. Record highs. Yeah, that's, that's like normal here. Our AC yeah. stopped working. <laughs> Not with seventy percent humidity working? though. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was like eighty. Imagine walking outside and it's actually a sauna. Like you, your skin Absolutely starts not. to melt. Absolutely not. That's what it's like. Your skin just starts to melt. Like Here's you, the thing you though. It, right? People are always like, Arizona's really not that bad. There's no humidity, and I'm like, um, you haven't lived here your whole life. Like Isaiah said that like before he, like he's been in California his whole life. Yeah. Like beaut like Central California on the coast beautiful like it doesn't get over 90 degrees and i asked him like the other day i was like first summer in arizona how's it going he's like it sucks <laughs> <laughs> it, it sucks there's no humidity yeah I'm like, the second <laughs> summer hits for me like the entire rest of the year i'm fine the second like the heat starts to hit those triple digits i'm like i want to leave i now. complain every single day i oh, i actually yeah. was like yeah. i was like why do i want to leave this state so bad like i just want to go on a road trip like, i just want to go road trip somewhere and i was like so why hot. i haven't desired this for the whole last year and then out of nowhere, I was like, oh, it's because I live in a sauna. It's bad. And you walk outside and you cry immediately. It's like being it's in, like like inside like of an oven and like a blow dryer. Like when it's windy, it's not like nice. And breeze. someone's chopping no, onions because you cry immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hot wind. Like hot. Yeah, like- yes. <laughs> so my car doesn't have tinted windows yet and I leave it in the driveway. And because of that, it gets stupid hot in there. But then you turn the air on. And it doesn't help at all. <laughs> yeah. And you roll the windows down and it's just and hot then you outside. burn yourself with your seatbelt. <laughs> Everything's just hot. I yeah. was like, this is miserable. I was like, I hate People this People at GCU who like only come for the school year are like, yeah, Arizona's amazing. It's beautiful all year. Like it doesn't get that cold and in the winter. Right and then, then you leave like when it's like 90 degrees. Yeah, snowbirds. Yeah. And I'm like, what the butt cheeks? So like? that would be nice for us to like all just like move from May until August somewhere like north, like Flagstaff and live up there. I was just camping up there. It was pretty nice. It was like 80 degrees. We're going to go buy a compound. Go. We're going to go buy a compound. We're going to live in shipping containers. That'd be kind of funny. My Two uncle story. did it. Costa Rica. So it's totally doable. And I'm not even joking. <laughs> not even joking. What? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now we just need it's to find cool. land in Flagstaff. Build them out. It's pretty sweet. Buy a piece of land. Everyone's like, "What are you gonna do with them? Put some shipping crates on it." They're like, oh. they're like tiny homes. I've seen them before. Yeah. Like when they remodel them, like the actual cool ones. They're like Airbnbs and stuff, but that's like uncommon. The only people just build a normal house, like normal people do. Yeah. Anyways, cool. I was gonna do it on cardboard, but I guess that's better. <laughs> Probably helps keep the heat out. Anyways, so um, we're talking about... It's hot about, here. That's, that's the moral of that whole introduction. Yes. It's hot we'll we do complain. a whole podcast on it. I totally forgot what the first half of this episode was about, whatever we just talked about. I think it's just because I had about, bad memory. It's uh, about persecution and how Christians in Arizona are persecuted by the heat. Uh, uh, oh, that makes sense. Oh, all right. I just figured it's because I had bad memory because I have a really hard time memorizing things. Mm. What do you like do? scripture? Oh, Christian! Shoot. That was so loud. <laughs> no, you were loud. Which one was louder? <laughs> Connor cringed. We're both so loud. <laughs> I think all three of you guys were like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "Connor's face is memorizing scripture, ladies and gentlemen." That is the topic for today, <sighs> guys. Why is it so hard to memorize scripture? 
I can memorize other things. Because you don't get it. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Office like quotes. the office quotes. <laughs> like the office quotes, like or basketball players, like sports, sports players, stuff. their stats, where yeah. they're from, where they were raised, when they graduated, what their GPA was. So both of those have to do with comedy and adrenaline combined with memorization <laughs> makes it easier to memorize. So Here's you're saying if we put a twist on acts, then it'd be easier to memorize. <laughs> it's like uh, the apostles went and played ball and they were balling up and... It, they blew a 3-1 lead. <laughs> <laughs> and they said apostles in four. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think, uh, I think it's hard because, there, I mean, there's many reasons why we consider like memorizing scripture hard. Personally, mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things is a lot of us don't prioritize it. Like it's hard because we don't make it easy. Mm-hmm. Like, in in reality, it's it's simple. Like it's really not a complicated thing. Like I think where it becomes hard to us is because we're not living in it. Mm. And I think myself, I won't speak for everybody, but I'm guilty of those things too. Like constantly, I'm convicted. Like I need to be memorizing more scripture, and constantly I f- like fail at those things. And so I think this podcast is going to be a gut check for all of us. Mm. Yeah, so if you were to do a self-reflection, how much time do you think you spend watching sports and tracking players and learning new names and new recruits and rookies and mm-hmm. um, new drafts Uh-oh. versus, like, the Bible? Would you say, like... I'd say it's not where it should be. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like a one-to-two ratio <laughs> for every minute. And here's the thing. Two. I think everybody has those things that they idolize yeah. over what we should actually like love yeah. with our full heart. Mine is used to be the office. Now they took it now Netflix. It was Thanks for that Netflix. Um, and now it's the sons, you know, sons and four. I thought he was going to say me. Oh well, God. I'm, like, remembering her name, remembering everything she said. Do you remember what I said last Tuesday at four o'clock? You better. Cause you know, every vine there is. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, for me, it's sports. For other people, it's their job. Like it's, mm-hmm. I know for a lot of nursing students, it's memorizing literally your entire textbook or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah. And other people, it's TV shows. It's for girls, it's The Bachelor <laughs> or stuff like that or Love Island. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Calling people out. Like people know like the latest Bachelor, like whoever's on the show, like everybody they've dated in their whole life where they went to high school like everything they love and all of these things. And it's like, did you read your Bible today? Yeah. And it's like, I have to ask myself that question every day too. It's so easy to get out of bed and to go straight to my Instagram or go straight to ESPN. Um, you Sports know, <clears throat> and it's like, how often do I actually reach over my phone to my actual paper Bible? Mm. So why do you think that like the majority of people have such an easy time remember like remembering things because people will say all the time they just have bad memory that's why they can't memorize scripture but then like why do you think that people have such a hard time remembering those things but they have a really good time or easy time memorizing literally anything else what do you guys think i think that like things like sports or tv shows are really passive to be entertained by and so you watch it because you enjoy it Mm-hmm. And it's easy to just watch it and you memorize things just because it's, it's mindless, but you still memorize things because you're enthralled with it. And like emotionally, it just like 
clicks with you. Mm. Um, and, you know, even when you're in school, like when you have to study for a subject that you don't like, it's way harder than studying for a subject that you do like. Mm. Um, and with the Bible, for most people, um, it's not a subject that they're just enthralled with, you know. Yeah. Um, some people it is, and but for most it isn't. And so, you, like, you have to really put effort towards being intentional about memorizing scripture, about being in the Word. Um, and it takes it takes energy, and it's not easy. Um, mm-hmm. And like, our lives are usually set up to be like, I guess, like scripture adverse like it's harder to get into scripture than it is to open the espn app Mm -hmm. um it's harder to talk about the bible with your friends than it is to talk about the bachelor you know um and so just due to that nature and like socially and the people we're, we're surrounded by and just culture it's like you talk about things that everyone's like entertained by Mm -hmm. um so it's easy to talk about those things but like the bible like we don't go around and just hey you know like some people i know they're like man like yesterday i read this in the psalms or i read this in acts or whatever and those are the people who are like you know in that community who's like building each other up and always into the word because their friends are reading the word and that's like super awesome and I've, i've been a part of that community a few times and it's like super encouraging. I grow a lot when I'm in it, but then in other community, um, it's just not just different. Mm -hmm. Um, because we're just not in the word as much or we just don't talk about it as much. And so it's harder to just have it on your mind, you know? What do you think, Allie? Um, I like what Christian said. I think it's easy to be caught up in like, I get the gist of the Bible. So why do I need to know every single detail of it? Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like it's interesting because like you said, a topic in school that you like versus one that you don't really like, um, you do go in with the mindset of, well, I get the gist of what's going on in this chapter or whatever. Then when you sit down and take the test, you feel stupid. You're like, mm. oh, I thought I, oh, guess I don't. And I feel like the Bible's kind of like that too. Like they're, not to say there's hidden gems because it's literally just in the book of the Bible, but there are things that people say that I'm like, wait, what? And like, then it hits me, but then you left, you're left feeling a little stupid. Like, I never knew Jeremiah 29, 11 was a taken out of context verse until Connor. So I've gone, what, Wait, 20 what? years until then? It's taken out of context? <laughs> yeah. Because um, I wrote that part of it. Yeah. Oh. But like people, like, I don't know. It's like moments like that where you're like, oh, dang, I guess I didn't, I called that like my favorite verse, put that in my senior quote, like my bad, Oof. not even knowing. Yeah, that's a bad one. The senior quote. <laughs> <laughs> not even knowing. We had to pick a quote in a verse and like most everybody picked that verse. Um, and I think it's just interesting cause you can go your whole life, like thinking, you know, something or getting the gist of it. But then when you don't actually know certain parts of it and other people do, you start to feel like you're missing out, which should be a call to know more, but sometimes it's a defeat and you mm. feel like, what's the point? Yeah. yeah. What is the point? Like why, like we can talk all day about like, how do we memorize scripture? But like, why would we even, like, if I can just pull it up on my phone, like in three seconds, like, why would I need to memorize it? Like, why would I need to have it in my head? Like. I can just use my phone. You know what I mean? Like, is it really that important? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, dude, we are constantly being fed everything else from the world at a constant rate of like our phones to our TVs to um, our laptops to billboards to movies, like constantly everywhere. And so 
you know, you can get the gist of the Bible, but that doesn't mean that you like understand God's truths and like have them written in your heart um, to where anytime you face something that is contrary to the truth or tempts you against it, um, you can battle against it. Because Paul talks about, we talked about this a couple weeks ago with spiritual warfare that like Paul uses the analogy of a Roman soldier's uh, equipment as like a way for them to battle against the spiritual warfare that happens. But he talks about how like um, our main weapon is the sword, which is a double-edged sword. And when they say double-edged, they don't mean that like it's just like super sharp on one side. It means that it's sharp from both sides. And it's a much more dangerous weapon because you can attack at twice the rate of any other soldier that just has a single blade on one side. And so like constantly the enemy wants to, you know, tempt us with things or implant different ideologies or um, convince us of different truths or push us away from God. But if we don't have scripture close to our heart and we use that as something to encourage ourselves and to memorize it, um, even just for our own sake, then it's super easy for us to fall away from God and to fall into a trap of just being consumed by the world and whatever it has for us. But I also think that it's really great for, um, reproof and for, uh, serving to others and to be an encouragement to other people as well. And also ties into wisdom. I think that those kind of both go hand in hand where, you know, people come to seek advice from you and you can try and give advice and you think that you give really good advice, but if it's not biblical, then you're not giving good advice. It's literally foolish. The Bible says it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that, a hot take right there. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we all think that we give really good advice, but until like you reflect on if it like coexists with scripture and um, coincides with it, then like if it doesn't, it's not going to be good. So I think that like scripture has many benefits for why we should memorize it. But I think those are a few key aspects is that it's good for keeping us close to Christ and our relationship with him and reminding ourselves of either the truths um, that Jesus has set before us or reminding us of his character when we're challenged with believing something different from him um, or even when we face doubts or when we face even the temptations that come to our lives. It's, it's a way to battle against those things. But then on top of that, it's such a great way to serve other people because like the Bible is God breathed as second Timothy three sixteen says, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it is used for correction and repro- for reproof. That's our word. Um, but when, uh, it comes to like understanding the Bible, it is life. Like when you read it, it is life. I remember I went through a season where I wasn't reading at all. Um, I was, it was my senior year. I got into a really silly relationship that was not good for me. And I was just super far away from Christ. And I remember I got a single text from one of my high school coaches that was just like a random Devo. He used to just send out random Devo sometimes to us in group chats. And we were in English class at that time, actually. Who's was it our Matt? Teacher? Huh? Was it Matt Berger? Or yeah, Steph? it was Matt Berger. Yeah. yeah, Matt Berger. So we sent a text and it was like in a group chat that he does sometimes to us, but it just had scripture in it. And I had been so far away that after I read that, I literally felt the spirit lift up inside of me. I was like, this is weird. I feel like way closer to God. And I like, I feel like the life inside of me again. And it's because like, you're reminded of the truth of what scripture has for you. So when someone comes to you and asking for advice or someone is just, you know, looking for, for someone to give them guidance in life, or even just as a friend for an encouragement, being able to speak that life into them can be so life-giving and in turn can help them grow closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about like some of the most challenging situations that I've gone through. Um, and I've sought counsel and, and help for that situation. Um, you know, I, I, during that time, like I was really in the word, um, a lot and, you know, I was just like reading the Psalms and it was super helpful. Um, and Lord definitely spoke through that and oftentimes speaks into your situations. Um, 
when you read the scripture. But then when I spoke with someone else um, who who was able to like counsel me through that a little bit, he was able to just give me some scripture that he had read that he had memorized that like applied specifically to the situation as well. That was extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like it, it worked both ways where like I was reading the word and getting a lot out of it and where he had memorized and knew the word really well and was able to feed me through that too. Um, and it just like, yeah, it just was very transformational for Mm -hmm. like that experience and everything I was going through. Um, and so just being able to like, like it relieved me of like a lot of pressures and, and different things that I was struggling with um, that wouldn't have come to fruition if he hadn't memorized that scripture, if I hadn't been in the word. Um, and it, it just like, yeah, I mean, it's life, man. It, it helps so much. Um, and you never know when you're going to have a friend who comes to you like, hey, I'm going through this or like, you know, A, B, C or D. And you're just like, oh, like, this morning, you know, it's so weird. Like I read this verse and I'm just going to share that with you. Um, and it can, you know, completely change someone's perspective on what they're going through. Um, that like just helps them so much. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, that's something one part. I thought was really cool though about that time of your life um, was that, which is like, honestly, how it should be like you were in the word. I think it's really cool because you weren't just like keeping that to yourself. You were posting about it. And you called it, I think, gentle reminders. Mm-hmm. Like you even have a highlight of mm-hmm. it on your Instagram. Me saying I think when I know. Um, <laughs> but you like you didn't keep that a secret. Like what God was doing in your life, you wanted to share. Because not like you know every single one of your followers through and through and what they're going through all the time. Because um, we often don't share those things. But I thought that that was a really cool way of you saying like, you're not alone, but also just remember these things today. Mm. And there were times where I wasn't like going through nearly the things you might've been, but I could be having a really bad day or I could be having the best day. And there's nothing wrong with having, I don't know. I just thought it was really cool that you used a time of your life where things weren't going exactly the way you wanted or planned. Um, but you were in the word and because God was so good to you and you were seeing so many things happen, you couldn't keep that a secret. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And that's the, we're all called to do that. We shouldn't keep this a secret. Mm -hmm. We should want to tell everyone and yeah. share it with everyone. So I thought it was cool that you used Instagram for that and for that platform. So I just wanted to applaud you on that. Thank you very clap, much. Clap, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think a perspective change um, for us is, so like in the same sense, when we ask the question, like how far is too far with boundaries, like we're asking the wrong question, right? We're asking like, how far can I go until like I know it's trouble versus how holy can I be? How holy can I make this relationship? How much glory can I give it to God? So in the same sense, when we ask the question, it's like, why should we memorize scripture? I think the better question is like, why shouldn't we? Like, why wouldn't we memorize scripture? Like, what what would be a reason that is a, a valid answer for why we shouldn't memorize scripture? Why we wouldn't? I feel like that's a hard question though because like, I feel like we all know every lyric to a song that is probably not a good song. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we do. And it's hard because if someone's like, Connor, I think songs have come on that I'm like, oh, I know the song. Connor's like, ew, how do you know this song? And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, how do it? Like, I don't have an answer. I'm like, I heard it. Had a catchy tune. Um, I was in eighth grade. That was a thing. I don't know. Like, I don't have an answer. But same thing with scripture is like, why aren't you memorizing? It's like, do I even have? That's what's sad though, is you don't have a reason. You can't be like, oh, I can't read. Well, Connor can. But a lot of other people can't use that excuse. Like, you don't have a legitimate excuse. And that's why it's not brought up. Because I'm not going to question Connor, why are you not in the word when I'm not in the word? But a lot of people just like 
ride that of like, okay, we're all not doing it, right? No one, no one's doing it. No, because typically people that are in the word mm-hmm. that you hang around, you tend to drift away from sometimes. Yeah, because you're embarrassed, mm-hmm. or you're like, oh god. Yeah, I yeah. want to talk about that because Christian and Remy are both saying how they had like people in their lives that were like on top of it, like wanted to memorize scripture, wanted to be in the word. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times we can find ourselves like, like you said, like almost feeling like guilty that we're not like those people or maybe like being upset at those people yeah. because we might think like they're blessed in a certain way. We're not, or like they're better at it mm-hmm. and like how oh, they were blessed with the, be able to, the ability to memorize scripture. And it's like, um, I don't think God just handpicked a couple people who were only like those people, the only good ones that memorize in scripture. Like yeah. they probably have like, you know, tips and tricks that make them better, but they've tried those things. Like they, they do this like every day of their life and they prioritize it and they love it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that is, could never be an excuse. Like, especially for like me when I struggle with these things, um, or when I don't prioritize memorizing scripture, like, be around those people. Like we talked about community a couple of weeks ago, like be around the people that you want to be like, Yeah. like don't be upset at those people because they're, you know, further, I guess, in their walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of the times we just fell our heads with these excuses and um, try and make ourselves feel better by yeah. putting other people down, especially with faith things like, yeah. Oh, you know, they're just kind of doing that for themselves. Like they don't actually um, want to memorize scripture for the right reasons. They just want other people to, you know, think they know scripture. And it's like, you don't know their heart. Have you actually talked to them? Like, have you actually, you know, had a conversation with them? Are you just being upset with them because they're doing something that you wish you were? Yeah. Yeah. I think that this goes back to spiritual maturity and knowing the difference between conviction and shame. Cause I think that when we look at someone that might know scripture better or like is closer to Jesus and it radiates off of them, Sometimes we get like this feeling kind of like you're saying, Allie, where you feel ashamed or you feel like you're less than them because they're on a higher ground or whatever. But that can boil down to a mindset of not, not realizing that the enemy wants us to feel shame and he wants us to be discouraged and he wants us to, to pull away from those things and to run in the other direction, talk bad about them, make excuses, all those things. But more often than not, like it should be the Holy Spirit that's convicting us because for someone like me, Jonathan Pakluda, JP is like, He's super inspiring to me because every time he does a podcast or every time he preaches, that man just knows all scripture, literally. And he's just spent a ton of time memorizing it. But he hasn't convicted me in the sense of like making me feel like ashamed is that like I'm not doing good enough. But he's inspired me to be like, dude, like I could get to that because he talks about it all the time. He's like, I didn't do anything special. I just mm-hmm. wrote it and put it in my bathroom. I like put it on the shower when I'm taking a shower. I put it on my phone. I have it in my Bible. I have it next to my bed. Like he just puts scripture right next to him and he just memorizes it and he just gets it down. So I think that like we have to understand and if we experience the kind of shame or the guilt that kind of comes with experiencing someone like that in our lives, then like we have to do a heart check of are we letting the enemy convince us of a different emotion that we shouldn't be experiencing versus understanding that maybe the Holy Spirit's being like, Hey, like that, that dude's doing it right. And Mm -hmm. like, you should be doing that too. Cause it can be really life-giving for yourself. Yeah. I think that their mindset is one that we have to adopt because those people who love to memorize scripture and actually do it, believe that the scripture is life-giving. Like, like we say that all the time we throw it around, like as Christians, like, you know, God's word is, is alive. It's, it's living. It's, God breathed, but like how often do like, if we actually believe that 100% fully, yeah. like 
we would be memorizing scripture every single day. Right. And so I think either sometimes we forget it or we don't want to believe it because we think it's hard and we don't want to have to do that. Like we'd rather go on Instagram. I'd rather go on ESPN. Mm -hmm. Like, so constantly having to remind ourselves. And that's literally what scripture says is do these things. So you're reminded of the truth. Mm -hmm. Like God, a man will not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes out of God's mouth. Like we have to remind ourselves these things because we're forgetful people and you know, we're not perfect and God's word is perfect. And so we have to be reminding ourselves with perfect things and with the actual truth, because the world's going to be telling us everything that's against the word. Yeah. So if the truth is, is that we should be memorizing scripture and we get that now we're on the same page, you're like, all right, fine. I get it. I need to memorize some scripture. Where do you think is a good place to start? And how, like, how many verses do you think that like one should try to memorize? Like, what do you think is a good starting point for someone that's not something that maybe is too hard, but not something that's too easy, but something that isn't a good place for them to be able to like learn? Yeah. First of all, I think it can be really easy. Like we talked about this in the other podcast too, to like cherry pick these verses like off Instagram or Mm -hmm. ones that just sound cool to us or ones that we want to put in our Instagram bio. But something that I was convicted of a couple years ago was like, have I actually read the Bible cover to cover? Like, do I actually know the full story? Like I, yeah. I might know the story of the gospel and be able to, you know, think about it and um, even say it to people. But like, have I read through the entire Bible? Yeah. Like, con- like and contextualize these scriptures, actually know what they meant to the original audience. Mm-hmm. Because like reality check, like scripture is not just so you can apply it to your everyday life. Like that's part of it. But you can't understand what God wants to apply to your life if you don't understand what he was applying to the original context, like the people that were actually in these situations. And so I hadn't read the whole Bible through until a couple years ago. And like, I thought I was, you know, living my Christian life, like doing good, you know, reading the Bible, you know, as much as I could. And then I was like, okay, I can memorize scripture all I want, but if I don't actually read the whole thing through, like what good is this going to do for me? Because I don't understand it fully. Mm -hmm. And like, you can read the Bible through every single year, like all the way through, and God's still going to reveal stuff to you that Mm -hmm. you didn't know before. And so like, how do we do it? Like, how do we start? You start by reading the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And like, he's, you can memorize stuff through that, but like get people around you who want to do that. Like we did that with a Bible group, like, yeah. And don't be discouraged if you miss a couple days, like, get on the Devo, like be accountable with each other. But I think that's the first thing you have to do is understand the Bible fully by reading it fully. (laughs) Like you can't just go through, um, you know, the new Testament just because you don't want to have to, you know, read the context of the old Testament because it confuses you. Like, Mm -hmm. because just because you're confused doesn't make an excuse to not read it. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people do now. Yeah. I remember when, uh, it was a couple of years ago being in the same position. I was like, yeah, I've never read the full Bible before. And I was like, I've tried it a couple of times. And then you get to like Leviticus and you're like, <laughs> what the crap am I reading right now? You're like, I don't understand these verses. What is, what is this? A beast? Don't sleep with a beast. It's like, do we have to follow these things? You know? And you get to a point where you're like, I thought I knew the Bible. And so, I went through that phase. It was like, I think it was two years ago that we did it, right? Mm-hmm. We did it. And this is like something that we can attach. Can we attach this to the podcast? We'll attach it to wherever we can. Um, but the Bible Project offered a plan that does the Bible in a year. And what's super cool is that they have a video 
for the start of every single book of the Bible mm-hmm. so that as you jump into the next book and even some of them, it does multiple breakdowns. Cause yeah. like for instance, Genesis is 50 books mm-hmm. or 50 chapters, excuse me. So when you're reading, you know, 50 chapters, you're going to like kind of lose track after a while. So I think he's, they split it up in two. It's like one through 24 or whatever it is. And they even have a specific one that's just on creation. Um, and they just kind of help guide your thoughts as you go through it. And it's super helpful because sure. even for myself, like as much as I've been raised a Christian and I've spent a ton of time studying, like there was so much that I learned about minor prophets and different people that were in the old Testament that I had no idea about before. There were books yeah. that I'd never read before. And so, yeah, I would, I just want to put the disclaimer out there that like one, you shouldn't feel ashamed if you haven't read the full Bible. If you've never read the full Bible before, you're probably a part of like 98% of all Christians because most don't, but churches also, I think are failing at encouraging their believers and their, their, uh, people in their church to like dive into all of scripture and Mm -hmm. to read all of it. Like we keep being encouraged all day long to just read new Testament and to just read the gospels and then go to James because James is such a good book and just so convicting and stuff. But like something for us to realize is that all of the new Testament was not a compiled list that was just like James already had the gospels and he was basing it off of that. Like Paul didn't have the gospels to go off of that. He didn't have the letters. The letters were all separate to different churches. So that only came about when like way later in life, they put the new Testament together with all the letters and they decided on which were God's God breathed and which ones which weren't were canon, which were canon for them, which was, I believe the council of Trent. But mm-hmm. Like when they say scripture, they talk about old Testament. Like that's what they talk about. Like when they say scripture, anywhere you see scripture in there, like they are talking about the old Testament because no one that wrote in the new Testament even knew that the new Testament existed until after obviously it happened. No one was alive for that. So I think that should just help give some perspective. It's like, yeah, like that might be a really good place is to read into some of those things. And that might be a really good way to like guide your thoughts with like reading it is using the Bible project and then using good resources to kind of help like study those different things. Um, but I will say that committing to something for a full year to read, can be really challenging. So what words of encouragement can we give to them to say like, you should actually do this. Don't wait till next year. Don't wait for a new year's resolution. Don't wait for next Monday. Like why should someone start that project or that, sorry, that plan today? Um, I mean, I know for everything, big that I've wanted to do in life, if I've decided to wait to start it, it never gets done. Like, ah, I'm going to go skydiving. It's on my bucket list. I don't know why I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then it never gets done, you know? Um, so if you really want to do something, there's really no reason not to do it. Um, you just got to start. Um, I think I wanted to add on to, you guys mentioned the Bible project for yeah. the Bible in your plan. Um, there's this one called the Bible recap, um, yes, that's a good one by the D group. And they have a podcast episode every day that correlates with the Bible plan. And it's a little bit of like a commentary too. Mm-hmm. That makes it super simple. If you're like an absolute beginner, you can read every single day and listen to the podcast episode every single day. So that's super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to reading the whole Bible through and through, um, is very important, but still like when you want to start memorizing scripture, don't, don't just go and be like, Oh, I'm going to memorize 30 verses in a week. Start with one, um, start as small as you can. You know, if you're like, I don't know what verses to memorize, just open it up to one of the gospels or any books of the Bible that you're like, Oh, I really liked this one when I read it. You know, James is a good one that has a lot of like 
actionable verses because um, those are kind of easier to like memorize because you can kind of envision what it what it talks about um, and just pick one and write it down on a note card uh, maybe two or three put it in your car put it on your mirror and just memorize that until you get it down um, and there's some apps too that like mm-hmm. Bible verse memorization apps that can be really helpful too mm-hmm. um, one day we will be that app hmm. as well <laughs> Um, and so doing those starting small, um, is where I would recommend going. I would also add, and you brought this up earlier about how we can take a lot of scripture out of context. I will say though, that even if you're taking a like piece of scripture (laughs) out of context, if you're still memorizing scripture, like I say, still go for that. Even if you might not fully understand it in the full context, because then if if we're going to hold to that standard, then you got to do a deep exegetical study for every piece of scripture that you read and read context and understand Greek and Hebrew to the full extent to like fully understand what happens. Because there's verses that I know that I might not even fully understand the complete total explanation of what they mean. But like the more that we like learn scripture and then as we go and study those things, then it adds all the more value to it because then as you can teach you can do that. But I think that um, we shouldn't be scared to memorize scripture because we're like, oh, I don't really understand the context of it or any of that kind of stuff. It's like, well, one, just read read the, the whole chapter. Like, don't just read the one verse because if you read the whole chapter of Jeremiah 29, it's like, oh, they're going to war. They're going to die. I see now. It's not just about, you know, prosperity and getting the best of life. Um, but like, if you just read the full chapter, that's a really good place to start with just memorizing what scripture has to say. Cause a lot of the new Testament, when Paul is talking to different churches, like there's not a lot of context that you need to understand outside of what he writes. Um, unless it's references that he makes to the old Testament, which he does at times and you can study those things. But I think that like, we shouldn't let that be something that holds us back as saying that, oh, well, you know, if it's out of context, then I'm not going to know what it means. I should just have to memorize the whole chapter. It's, or the whole book or whatever it is. It's like, at least just just make a goal to start memorizing scripture that you can look up online or um, can understand like certain base principles. And then from there, like as you're memorizing scripture, you can start to do deeper studies on those verses and where those teachings are. So you have a better understanding of each of them. So um, to kind of end it off, uh, I do have one, one question uh, that maybe people might be asking is, does the translation of the Bible matter for which one people should be memorizing scripture from? Always the message. Always the message. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking the pigeon translation. (laughs) No. (laughs) I think it it matters because you don't want to, you know, memorize scripture in a translation that you don't, like, understand as well as another one. Like, Mm -hmm. if you understand ESV way more than, you know, King James, obviously, you know, read the ESV or the NIV or the NASB. Like... There's, we can get into translations another time. Like there's word for word, you know, phrase for phrase, thought for thought, all of these things. And, um, you know, like memorize which one you read all the time. Like, you know, it might be difficult if you're just hopping around translations and trying to memorize scripture because, you know, you're trying to memorize, you know, different verses that are differently translated and all of these things. But I wouldn't say it necessarily matters, like, you know, which one, like not everybody's going to memorize the ESV. Um, and that doesn't really matter. Like it's not a huge deal, but memorize the one that you read most often. Yeah. Allie? I just said the message. I feel like the message is a good one. <laughs> Bring it back to me. <laughs> it breaks it down. Um, I've never actually like had, I really like ESV. King James, my grandpa bought me a Bible and my name's engraved in it. Haven't touched it. Um, but I just, 
I think ESP is a stables go-to one. Guys, I'm sick. I don't feel good. <laughs> um, but I feel like here's the thing. Y'all are crapping on the message here. And it's like, all right, yeah, they change a lot. But let's focus on the thing, right? It breaks it down. It makes it easier. And if that's all someone ever reads, I'm okay with that. If that's like, no, I don't mean ever. I mean like, but why are, let's talk about it. Why are there so many different versions of the Bible then if they're not okay to have? If the message isn't a good version, then start a petition and get it taken down. I wasn't saying the message isn't a good version. Then why'd you laugh? Because I wouldn't, that wouldn't be my first go-to yeah, The message version. should not be the first version you read. So then what's the first go-to? Why do you count of three everyone say? One, two, three. You can pick which NIV, one. <laughs> There's a couple that are like the main ones that you can trust, but you can read the other ones. I think NLT might be the easiest for people to understand. It would be like closer to the message, but okay. not quite ESV or NIV. I feel like the message just helps a little bit. The message can help, but what you have to realize is that these are people that are, are claiming, some of them are claiming to actually understand Greek and Hebrew language and understand context and the scriptures. Um, and then they're making the translations yeah, for themselves. Fair. They're not taking, they're not taking the English and then just rewording that a little bit and being like, this sounds a little bit better. It's like, if they do, that's already wrong. Cause you're taking a translation of a translation to something that you don't even understand. So you're saying getting the gist is not enough. Getting the gist can be enough when you're just trying to like memorize a concept of some sort, right. but you don't want to let that be the main thing because it can be dangerous of like different truths that might not be real. Because when you do look at the message version, they take what would be a verse one and a verse two and a verse three into a verse one through three. And they just make it one sentence that they think is easier and they'll change the words a lot. And so sometimes those words can be critical if we think that one word is different from the other. So if right. you take a word like sin and like, um, ignorance and you replace those two with each other, then we're going to start saying ignorance instead of sin. We're like, oh, you're just being ignorant. Like, but you're not like actually sinning. You're just like being ignorant of what it is versus right. like, no, like you're sinning because then we've twisted what sin means. And now we have a different definition of it. So that's where like, when we know certain words and certain theology and like ideologies that are critical to understanding like true biblical doctrine right. can be twisted, then that's where it can become dangerous. I've just never really thought about it. I just thought that's it okay. that's a good question. Oh, yeah. And I think, we have to give way more credit to Bible translators. They have a very, very hard job. Like, it's not an easy thing. Yeah. You mm -hmm. have to learn so much to be able to do these things. And there's not enough. Like, my professor, I remember when, I forget, it was like a Gospel and Acts class. Like, he opened up, my, like, our whole class's eyes to, like, how difficult of a job it is to be, like, a Bible translator. Yeah. But you also have to take into account that those that are doing it right, we give credit to. Mm -hmm. Some people are claiming that they know. So for instance, if people are not aware, there's a new translation that's out that's called the Passion Translation. That guy is claiming that he, he understands Greek and Hebrew, but he has no doctorals or any kind of master degree or even like being to, to seminary to even claim truth behind what he understands. So the guy says that he understands Hebrew and Greek and can study the language and make translation for himself. But then you go and look at him and you're like, you have nothing to back up what you say about what you are. Cause I can go and say I'm a mathematician, <laughs> but I have a degree in communications, <laughs> but I'm going to say I'm a mathematician. And it's like, sure, YouTube can teach you some things, but it can't teach you that. That's next level. So that's where like, if you are going to go into a newer translation that jumps up on like the Bible app or they're promoting it everywhere, it's like, you should have a heart to discern like, okay, is this actually like a healthy translation or is this like going to be like really dangerous for me and my beliefs because it's going to make me think of things differently. And it might sound cool and be like, wow, I never thought of it that way. But sometimes you're not supposed to think of it that way because <laughs> that's not how it goes. Yeah. And it's like, 
it's okay to read like like test test translations with each other. Like if you're right. not sure about like the passion or the message, like look at three or four other ones that are have been around for a long time. Like yeah. it's going to be pretty obvious, I think, with prayer and like asking the spirit to convict you if like he's like not like stay away from these things. Yeah, like, I would I would even add just on top if you're trying to learn scripture and you're trying to better understand the Bible that you need to find people that you can listen to that teach it well. Um, one example for me that I love, his name is Mike Winger and he's on YouTube and he's probably one of the best out there that I can think of because he's extremely intelligent. He's, he has doctorals, he's a pastor, but he does, you know, YouTube videos like almost every single day, but he does a lot with like breaking things down and doing it from a gracious standpoint where he doesn't come off bashing everyone else saying like, you're wrong. I'm right. He's like, well, let's just look at the facts. Let's better understand this. And does in a way where it's very eye opening, but very, um, I would say at times very entertaining, just like learning and being educated from him. So I would just encourage you guys that if you're going to go down this path of trying to learn it, don't do it by yourself. And if you don't have that kind of community around you of someone that can teach you that and not just your friend, that's also a believer because they probably aren't there too. Um, and you can still read with them and stuff. But when it comes to like trying to study scripture and do it the right way, like you really do need to be careful about how you do that. Cause there are going to be a lot of false doctrines out there that we could talk about that are really not good for you. But if you can find someone on YouTube, like Mike Winger or someone of that sort that is really good at teaching, um, that can really help you better understand scripture, even like the Bible project or these guys that break down, uh, the D group that break down the Bible every single day. Like those are the kind of people that you should be listening more to and surrounding yourself with, because the more you hear it and the more you listen to it, the more you're just going to memorize it naturally. Mm -hmm. You're just constantly reading it. So for instance, I will say real quick that I'm not a big sport. Like I'm, I'm a sports guy, but I'm not Connor level. So I'm not like at the point where I could be like, Connor, where did Zion William go to school? And he's gonna be like, bro, Duke, he went to Duke. Duke. And he was like, you know, top of his that class. Was a pretty, that was a pretty, I know it was an easy one. Yeah. I could, I, I don't know anything about baseball, so I could ask you a baseball question and you would know it. But anyways, the point is, is that there's seasons where I'll get like really interested in a sport, but I won't know a lot about the players in it because a lot has changed since the last time I watched. So for instance, basketball was like, yeah, I know Kobe Bryant, LeBron James and those guys. But then when I got really into the NBA this past year, um, these past couple of years, the more I've just watched and listened to announcers talk about it and talk about strategy of play, talk about players, talk about new recruits, talk about coaches. Now I know who the Suns head coaches, who's Monty Williams. I had no idea who that was before. I know the entire Suns team. Like I know a lot of the basketball players that are new recruits, people from different teams. Like it's all that stuff, but it's because they're constantly talking about them and you're watching them and you're seeing them every single day when you're watching the highlights, you're watching Sports Center talk about these guys, about like what's the next big thing. So when you're constantly seeing it around yourself, it just makes it way easier to memorize because it's naturally happening. Mm -hmm. So I think for the same thing is that like, dude, if you just start watching more videos from like pastors preaching or from uh, pastors teaching or those kind of videos, then it's just going to make it way easier for you to just naturally memorize it versus feeling this like weight of I'm only going to be able to learn from a sticky note, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think like if you're listening to this right now and you're like, that's a lot of stuff, like why can't I just like take my Bible, open it and then memorize that one scripture in whatever book it opens to. Like mm -hmm. you could do that, but like we said, well, you're not going to fully understand it. And like, Scripture memorization is a, it's a spiritual discipline. Yep. Like it's not necessarily supposed to be easy. Like it's supposed to be something that you commit your life to. Like as a Christian, you commit your life to these things mm -hmm. because you believe that it's the word of God. You believe that it's the living truth. Like sometimes how I commit my life to sports, like I wish I didn't as much. Like I have to commit my life to reading 
scripture and believing it mm-hmm. and memorizing it because it's what we're called to do and it's yeah. what we, we believe is true and that can change lives. And yeah. so that's the first thing you have to do is to understand these things like and actually truly believe them. Because if you just believe the Bible was relatable to these people like in their context and it doesn't really, you know, we don't have to read the Old <laughs> Testament or I don't have to know all of these things now. Like I can just pull it up on my phone. Then like, of course it's going to be hard for you. Like, of course you're not going to want to do it. So our, our heart and our mindset has to change for mm-hmm. us to be able to do these things. Yeah. Um, I would also say that if you're going through a certain season of your life or you have a specific sin that you really struggle with, that's like the best place that you could start with trying to memorize scripture is reading the verses that talk about like, you know, be holy because I am holy or learning about like fleeing from temptation or whatever it is that you're struggling with. Like if you have anxiety a lot and you struggle with stress, then like reading the scriptures that are pertaining to those things are the best ones for you to memorize. Because if that's what you're battling in life, then like, why would I need to go and memorize a verse on like, you know, um, you know, the 10 commandments. If like I'm struggling with a lot of anxiety and depression right now, when I could be going and reading the scriptures that talk about Jesus saying like, do not be anxious, but in all ways, like by prayer and supplication, give thanks to God, you know, from like Philippians two, six. So it's like reading the scriptures that best pertain to you in your life that can really help you grow and get closer to Jesus because it's something you're challenged with can be a really good place to start as well. Instead of being like, well, where do I start? And then Google like top 10 verses that I should memorize. Cause if like you can memorize them, but if they not, if, if you don't emotionally connect with them, then it's going to be a lot harder to memorize. You can still do it and you should still should do it, but it's going to be way easier if you're struggling with something in life and you're really passionate about getting better about those things, then finding those pieces of scripture can be something that's almost like a staple to your heart where you're like, dude, like I got this on the back of my neck, like or the back of my hand where I can just read it all the time. And I just know it where I'm like, dude, every time I face this challenge, the struggle, I have an anxiety attack, boom, hit it with that verse. And it just brings peace. I think that was what happened with you with when you mm-hmm. struggle with um, sleep apnea or sleep paralysis mm-hmm. and you memorize scripture and then you use the scripture against what you experience with demons. Psalm 91. And from there they left and you experience peace. So that's like a first like real world example of someone that like you had a struggle, you found scripture that was pertaining to what that struggle was. You memorized it, you used it when you experienced it and God came through for you. And God can get, God can do the same thing for any of us in the seasons of life that we're in. So I think that's a good, um, good wrap on that. Talking about memorizing scripture, right? Would you say so, Christian? I think so. I'm stoked you're back, bro. Very Me happy. <laughs> the whole family's here. We're just missing Stefan. We have a new guy that's joined Stephen, our team. He's still gone and for like a month. Stefan's gone for a month and he'll come back, but um, you guys are going to meet him too. He's super cool. But uh, yeah, glad to have you guys here. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Monday. You can get out of my house now. Sons and four. Sons and four, Sons and four let's go. They only have Chris Middleton, bro. They don't have Giannis. And we don't know yet, man. We'll see what happens. Okay, bye. Another future. Okay, bye, guys. Okay, bye. Have a great day. Okay, bye.